Hey guys, here we are, episode 289 of the Brew Chat Podcast. And as usual, this episode is brought to you by Riverside Wine and Spirits, located right there on Manufacturers Road, your number one stop for booze and libations in this town, especially if you're on the North Shore or uh, anywhere on this side of town. So go check them out. Ask Tommy about the, the Brew Chat six-pack. He'll hook that up. And yeah, we uh, also want to see you get down to Merchants on Main, right there on Main Street across from Pax Brew Room. I've got some photography work in there. There's also some antiques, some furniture, some vintage clothing, vinyl, all sorts of fun stuff. Go check that out. And yeah, we got a fun episode for you this time. It's uh, We're supposed to be recording on Tuesday, but there were storms in the area, so we called it off and postponed it to today. So that's why this is coming a little late. But yeah, we got Brian Bender, Scott Phillips of the Barley Mob. I'm excited because we're vaxxed up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's our... Or our first episode back in studio in a while. Yeah, so awesome. welcome, guys. This yes. is exciting. Uh, good to be here and good to see faces in person. Yes. yes. Huzzah. Yes. And uh, I don't know. It's just exciting. I was trying to think the other day about how. Um, see, I'm off my game. I didn't even play the intro sequence, but whatever. It's gone too long now. Um <laughs> But yeah, just thinking back to the early days of the pandemic and how such a mood that was yep. of like, I don't know, it's just bizarre. It seems so long to me now, like, and it was just a year ago, but waking up every day, turning on Andrew Cuomo to make sure something else not burned down and yeah, well, you know, to, to drinking begin, at 11. To begin with, it was like, you know, there was the realization that, okay, this is serious, but we also, I don't think any of us expected that like a year later, it's still serious, you know, yeah. th- that it was, you know, we're like, okay, we're going to hunker down for six weeks and and that'll be that. And uh, that obviously wasn't the case. Well, I remember last year when it first started, we started taking bets on the show, like Price is Right style. I think I said like June 26th or something of, of, which of, of, 20, of this year, uh, of this year. we'll probably meet that. But I was saying it of. 2020 i was like nah this is gonna last a couple months yeah. and it'll blow over now here we are a over a year later well and we were talking on the the drive over here about how it's like there there's snatches of normalcy it's like you know bender pulled up i got in the car i was like oh wait i, I should maybe get a mask and take you know i don't think i'll need one but who knows you know so it's like it's kind of normal but you know the stores and shops still want you to wear a mask so we're kind of yeah. kind of in the in between right now yeah and i don't mind keeping wearing a mask i mean if it no i don't either i got the pfizer vaccine and they're saying that that actually does help against transmission so you know at this point and there is a little bit of a I don't even know what to call it. I guess contradictory nature of it, of like, we're now to the point where if we keep mandating the mask, there's a certain level there where it's kind of starting to say that the vaccines aren't working. Well, before, you know, you're wearing the mask, you know, not just to protect yourself, but to Mm -hmm. protect other people. And I'm, I'm on board with that. Yeah. But we're, we're also approaching a spot where, if you want to be vaccinated, you've you've had your chance. Yeah. Uh, and I and I have a lot of friends who have been vaccinated, but they're just not quite there yet. They haven't mm-hmm. hit, you know, so many days after their second mm-hmm. shot. So I'm aware of that, too. But at some point it's going to be like, dude, you could have done this two months ago. Yeah. Well, that's the same people not wanting to wear masks at the beginning are now the ones 
that have shifted to not wanting to get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. It's like you all just want to gripe about something. Yes. You don't have any facts on anything. You just want to gripe about something. Go get goddamn poked. So we can all move on. Exactly. And and, uh, and not have a bunch of variants out there yeah. that we're not uh, protected from. Mm -hmm. It's just a thought. Yeah. Good luck. I hope you're not. I hope neither one of you are expecting those things to happen because they're not going to happen. No. This uh, whole past year, though, it's took a toll on my patience for humankind. Uh, yes. Like severely is I, I don't I don't even remember something, at least not in my lifetime, something that so clearly drew the line between like, oh, there's the assholes. Here are the people that have just a smidge of empathy. Like it very clearly drew that line. I can think of something within the last, say, five years that might have helped me draw that line as well. But, you know. Yeah. Something, yeah. something divisive. Yeah. 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 A little something. <laughs> and it's almost, I wonder if, if like those things are, if there are any similarities between them. Uh, I feel like maybe you could yeah some overlap draw, draw, draw like yeah. a, a through line yeah. or correlations I don't know paint yeah. with the same brush yeah causation it might be something for your other show yeah potentially <laughs> you know yeah. uh, I tell you though there there are some things that I I got used to and that's going to take some ungetting used to I, I went so I went to the gas station the other day ran inside to get a drink and. I have gotten very used to and have quite enjoyed having people be six feet away from me at all yes. times. And some motherfucker sidled up about two feet behind me. And I literally had to like stop from the urge of like, that's not okay. Cause it's like, well, I don't know. We're almost getting to the point mm -hmm. where that's okay. But I like the six feet. I like my, I, do too. I like yeah. my personal space. I've, I went to, uh, I remember I went down to the market last fall. It was one of the last days the market was in the pavilion. I went down there to get some produce and stuff. And it was so nice. All that was, it didn't have the yuppie flea market bullshit. It was just produce mm -hmm. and foodstuffs. You and didn't get any bespoke soaps? No, no, no bespoke soaps that are made with shards of glass inside of them. I don't know who that lady is, but I bought one one time and it's straight up shards of glass in that <laughs> bar soap. Or rocks, gravels, maybe. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it was just nice. There there wasn't many people down there. They kept their distance. And I went down there two weekends ago on that opening weekend. Like, Ooh, I turned around and left. It's like, this is madness. I must, yeah. I must extricate myself the, from this scenario. The like level of hate just started immediately bored. The minute I saw strollers, I forgot about <laughs> strollers. I forgot strollers existed. Yeah, they do. And immediately when I saw them and got behind one couple or whatever with their kid, just doing that like meandery uh, market walk where they're just sauntering. I, yeah, just the hate. Oh, you, sh you should have been with, at uh, Costco with me this past <sighs> week. You know, uh, buggies three abreast mm. just meandering through the aisles wonderful Jeez. i thought a weekday i was like uh, i'll go on a weekday and it'll be better than sunday and it wasn't it wasn't better than sunday it was terrible it was people that didn't have anywhere else to be uh just uh recreating in the costco i got a costco it's basically just a gift card that'll cover the cost of a costco yeah. membership for christmas and I've not gone down there to use it and activate my membership because of that. 
and we're five months now. I, I will say that consistently they have done a good job uh, of, you know, mask compliance. And, you know, in, in the early days, like before, you know, we kind of shut down, mm. uh, they were, you know, they, they were out there with the clicker, keeping track of how many mm. people were coming in and out. And they were, they were legitimately, you know, putting an effort in. Mm. I'll, I'll give them that. It's not even like back to your point, Brian, is it's not even a COVID thing with yeah. the people. Oh, no, it's, it's it's physical it's, space. Yeah, it's just I literally don't like being around this number of people. Yeah, I like to have my little halo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just and ugh. that that was really nice when it was just commonly accepted of, you know, mm-hmm. six feet. I was like, oh, yeah, I could. I have gotten used to it. I've gotten very used to it because, like I say, somebody invaded that. Mm-hmm bubble and it, like i was instantly mad mm-hmm. instantly mad and it was like oh but i'm also irrationally instantly mad so i have to like deal with that now <laughs> i forget where it was now but we ate out uh one night last week or last weekend and they were still doing the uh the every other table sort of thing mm-hmm. and that felt you know uh, COVID or not, that felt like the right amount of, you know, people mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. space. So, uh, yeah, don't get used to that anymore. No. One yeah. place like, and I, I don't mean to call them out, but it's, I don't, I honestly can't even tell you if it was a strategy or if it was a not give up, giving a fuckness, but Hunter and Sarah, that own brew house also in Leroy's mm-hmm. love Leroy's, but it seemed maybe around like January, that they just threw caution to the wind and they were like, ah, fuck it. We're a small little building. We're trying to survive. We get the same 20 regulars in here every week. Fuck it. Yeah. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. We don't care. And, uh, I never, nobody ever like fussed at me for wearing a mask down there, but yeah, they just genuinely, that's one thing that I have not experienced through the whole thing is, uh, you know, we've, we've been Mm. consistent mask wears and nope. Yeah. I haven't gotten any, you know, what are you what are you scared of or yeah. why are you wearing that get that off your face you know none of that yeah but i don't yeah that's maybe just i did have a or what a guy very early on before mass mandates were even a thing i was wearing one of those neck gaiters um so like before it even really hit town i was like eh, it's probably just a good idea to wear this to the yep. grocery store mm-hmm. and early on i had some guy at the signal mountain road walmart it's like hey you fucking yuppie take that off <laughs> But yeah, outside of that, I, I was in the Ace Hardware like early on, and uh, there was obviously a regular, you know, customer. But he was a, uh, you know, probably a sixty-five-year-old black gentleman uh, mm. came in, rubber gloves, had the mask on, and and one of the kids, you know, that, that worked there in his in his red Ace shirt, he's like, "What are you scared of, Harvey?" And Harvey said, "Not a damn thing." <laughs> I was like, you go Harvey. I'm right there with you. I was in, uh, I was in Academy sports the other weekend and you know, we live in the South and generally anybody here that's not going to wear a mask or get vaccinated. It's pretty easy to draw a picture of that sort of person in your head. And I was at Academy (laughs) sports and there were these three good old boys running around who had evidently decided that day they were going fishing (laughs) and this warmed my heart because they still had a sign. This was while the mask mandate was going on still. So yeah, like two weeks ago and these three guys like, decided to go fishing but they had none of the gear they had chairs they, they did, were buying a cooler they, they decided had to new, take up fishing yeah not yeah yeah yeah, but yeah. <laughs> and so they had everything like new poles bait they had new tackle boxes chairs coolers 
and they were grinning ear to fucking ear, not wearing their mask. And at first, you know, I immediately was like, oh, these guys, that's exactly who you'd expect not wearing a mask. But then I overheard them talking and they were so excited. It's like, yeah, man, we not been fishing. And man, I've been trying to go fishing with y'all for a year. And now all three of us is vaccinated. Fuck yeah, dude. We're getting out today, man. (laughs) And I was like, I didn't expect that. And I don't even care. They're not wearing their masks. Like they got vaccinated. And I overheard them say something about their second shot. So they like did the whole thing waited to go fishing and i was like good on you guys good on you they did what you hope that people would do yeah and they were just so excited (laughs) i can relate to that i know i was pretty excited when my Mm. you know post second shot time was up yeah like just oh just almost just feel like you could exhale almost like you know i felt like that after the first shot unclench the fist yeah you know the fact that it was available and and you got it was like okay you know it's still a matter of time but yeah we're we're on the right track after that the minute that needle went in my arm out on that first one it's like this wave of just fucks i gave went away yeah i just uh, i guess i'm just way too scared of murphy's law like i could just see you know you let your guard down a little bit after the first shot and somehow yeah. you end up with COVID in between yeah. them or something. So I just was almost extra vigilant those last, you know, four to six weeks mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just like, I'm not going to do anything. You, you guys, to jeopardize you this. guys never ended up getting it. Nope. No? Uh, not unless nice. I was totally asymptomatic. Yeah. Like, uh, I never had symptoms. Uh, I think we both that had at least one or two tests. Right? Uh, yeah. We, uh, so yeah, uh, I never had symptoms. My wife never had symptoms. We were with family, mostly outside, uh, one weekend and one of the nieces, uh, tested positive, uh, another niece tested positive. So, uh, we got tested and, you know, fortunately came up negative, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. That was weird. I don't think I thought I had it, but after getting vaccinated and, uh, I don't, it may be bullshit probably is, but they were like, nah, the vaccine, your side effects are going to be worse if you didn't have it. I, I have heard that. And my side effects on the first dose were pretty up there. And then my lady friend, she did have it. And yeah, she had zero side effects on either one. On the second one, she's a little tired, but other than that. The uh, two days after my second dose uh, in the afternoon, I felt, you know, it's like I'm I'm kind of tired, but mm-hmm. I could have just been kind of tired. Yeah, uh, we had some things to do. We went ahead and did them and just kind of powered through it. And that was that was it. Mm. The second one, my neck hurt really bad. Hmm. Like yeah. really bad. What I've been, you know, kind of what I've seen, and I think a lot of this is anecdotal and, and whatnot, but it's like people are saying if you're if you get sick after the first shot, you probably did have COVID mm. because it's your body at that point recognizes it. Yeah. So that because that's the point of the two shots is the first the first shot is basically to introduce it to your body mm-hmm. so it it recognizes it, and that's why people have been getting sick on that second shot. Yeah. Because then it then it knows to attack it. So they said, yeah, if you got your first shot, you probably had it at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I don't see how I, I wouldn't that have had it clear. But yeah. And then, yeah. Was, and then just for me, I'm my, my second. Like I ran a fever the next day, but it was the it's one of the oddest things that I've ever had where it's I just had a fever. Like, I don't think I've ever had only fever as a symptom before in mm-hmm. my life. I'm just sitting on the couch watching TV like I'm kind of hot. 
and that was it. Like I went and took my temperature. I was like, yeah, I'm definitely have a fever, but no sore throat, no headache, no soreness. No, that's weird know, to think muscle. about. It, is, yeah. it was really odd. I don't know what that would feel like. Yeah, every time you have a fever, you're sick. Yeah. So you have well, other I, stuff. I've got so much shit with a fever where I've always thought it's like, no, I can tell when I'm running a fever. Cause like my head feels weird yeah. and all yeah. that, but if can, it's can just you tell, the fever, or you're noticing the other things yeah, that yeah. accompany the fever. Yeah. It's just like, I, I, and I almost feel like I just like brushed my forehead or something. Actually. I was like, Oh, that's warm. Hmm. It was so, it was so odd, hmm. but uh, you know, I, I was glad not to have really aggressive symptoms. That was fine with me. Yeah. The only time I had aggressive symptoms was, um, that one episode I had with Jared back at the start of it where I had symptoms like during the episode and I was pretty sure I had it then. And then, uh, in December, my lady friend, I spent the night at her, her place and then she tested positive the next morning. I was like, ah, okay. Just and, uh, time. yeah. So I went and got tested. They never sent me the results on that. And I just hunkered down for about eight days and never showed symptoms. And after eight days, I was like, well, I'm going back out in the world. Like, yeah. When, when we got tested, we found out that we had been exposed like, uh, on a Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. So we went and got the test on Saturday morning and we, you know, we sequestered, we like ordered our groceries online, uh, for Sunday. Cause we didn't know when we were going to get the results. And then of course, you know, at four o'clock on Sunday, we got them and man, we were in the clear. Yeah, I know when I got my test, I had a customer calling, hey, can you come out here? And I'm like, well, about that. No, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I just keep, I was thinking about that the other day, though. It's like, and the whole reason we start talking about this, is like those early days is such a vibe and a mood of like starting drinking at like 11 o'clock, grilling out for no good goddamn great well, what, reason. What, what else are you going to do? Yeah, uh, people sitting in like random places just in their lawn chairs, people just meandering around the neighborhoods just to get out. Oh yeah. The, when we were like locked down hard, uh, we'd go out and like walk in the neighborhood and mm-hmm. it's like everybody. Yeah. Everybody also didn't have anything else to do. Mm-hmm. And you would just see, um, more people out and about than you would see, you know, like on a, a, a lovely June day. Yeah. You know, it's like March and it could be even, you know, crappy outside mm-hmm. and everybody was, you know, was out. See, and I associate with those early days, the the tree that fell through my house during yes. the tornado. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I associate stuff because it was like all this, you know, everybody springs into action to, you know, do recovery and all that. And I'm kind of sitting in this house like, um, I don't think y'all should be that close to each other, like cutting up that yeah. tree. Like, you know, it was just so weird. You had like the two things on top of each other. It was just like very odd. Yeah. Last year, the storms were really bad. Trees just kept falling over on Suck Creek, which is the road I take to get to my parents. Mm-hmm. The ground was just so wet. They mm-hmm. would just. Yep. But yeah, it was a weird vibe those early days of the pandemic. And it just. Uh, you know, I remember, I remember having to go shopping that week because I didn't have power for yeah. like almost a week. And so it's like that might have been like one of the first few times I went to a grocery store, you know, after things got shaky. And it was just like, all right, like I, you know, I didn't really have, uh, you know, the personal protective equipment at that point that I would have now and all that. It was just odd. It's like, I think the publics I went to even was like on the edge of some of the, some of the stuff. They might've been running off a generator because they had all the frozen stuff wasn't up, but like the rest of it was running. It was just, 
it was weird, man. It was like half ghost town, half like, you know, mm-hmm. little, it, there was a little tinge of uh, post-apocalyptic yeah. uh, nightmare going on. Well, there at the start, I legit thought it was like the end of days. I, no joke. I thought it was like, well, this is it. Um, it's not going to be like Mad Max exciting or anything, but I was like, this is really like, this is the beginning of like the rest of our lives. Like it's never going to be the same as it, which could probably still be true. Yeah. But I was like, no, we're going to eventually like gas lines are going to cut short. This is how the government's going to slowly slip into like some sort of fascist thing. And uh, yeah, we're all just going to be fighting over gasoline and resources. Well, it you know, replace gasoline with, uh, you know, sanitizing wipes. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's that's a little closer. Uh, you never really know what to expect. It's like uh, plenty of gas because yeah. there's nowhere to go. That too. I forgot about that. Gas hit like cheaper than it had in yeah. 20 years. Yep. <laughs> well, that's about to change. So yeah. buckle yeah. up for this summer. Yeah, it's pretty much back to normal prices now. But yeah, it's set for, I don't know, three quarters of a year at like a dollar seventy ish. And the lowest I got it, I think, because I remember to like make note of it there for a minute. I think I got it for about a dollar seventeen at one point. We had some like fuel perks from Food City or something mm. like that that we had that had built up and we had forgotten about it, and we felt filled up for it was close to a dollar, you know, even yeah. with with the perks. Should have went and filled up some like fifty gallon drums <laughs> and just put them in your garage. Like, yeah, what could go wrong? <laughs> I'm sure some people did. <laughs> But uh, yeah, anyway, let's talk about this beer. Yeah, what are here. we drinking? This is from Duclaw Brewing, Hoodwinked, Hoodwink, Faux Brett IPA. Craft be cherished, rules be damned. Um, see, get Hoodwinked. This Faux Brett IPA uses yeast that produces just the right amount of funk and fruit esters with notes of mango and pineapple. Brett is known for remarkable flavor complexities and is safe to cultivate only in certain brewery settings. So we found a way around it. Pour one out and embrace the deception. I like it. So, yeah, I definitely get the, uh, the fruit. Um, I don't, I don't get what I would call Brett funkiness, but definitely those fruity esters are totally there. I get like a, like it said, like a fake, like somebody's trying to mimic that, but it's definitely not Brett. Like a, yeah, there's some of that kind of like, you know, there's, of course, there's different strains of Brett. What is it? The Brett Brooks that's that a lot of people use for their Brett IPAs that does tend to present really fruity in that. So can kind of come along those terms. Yeah, it's not bad. I like that it's got, um, kind of that classic, uh, IPA mm-hmm. sort of, you know, it, it's got some malt to it. It's solidly bitter. Um, it's, it's a beer beer. I like the, the consistency of it. Like it reminds me of like a, like a home style or a bell's too hearted mm-hmm. the mouthfeel. Like, yeah, it's definitely got yeah. body. Yeah. That does kind of remind me of a two hearted. Yeah. Boom. But with the, I don't think it's near that heavy though, is it? It's about six and a half, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think that's like it's like six five. Or, six five, yeah. Yeah. I'm so good at this game. <laughs> yeah, definitely not as big, but it. Uh, yeah, kinda, but kind of reminds me of that. It has that yeah. profile yeah. Of, of, you know, 
not just light as a feather, you know, mm. no body, no, no backbone. Oh yeah. I just went with classic styles. Oh yeah. You're, you're not going to make us mad with German pilsners. Yeah. And then I can't remember what that one was, but Tommy down there, we had had the, it was like a, a plum version of that, I think. It's just, just a sour ale. So, uh, and I brought this uh, Earl Grey pale ale from Crafty Bastard. We love Crafty Bastard. That my my lovely niece just brought me. Man, Knoxville's stepped up the brewing game. I never spent any time there. <laughs> We're going to Knoxville Saturday. Wow. To spend time with family, so there will be no uh, no beer field field tripping. I don't think. Yeah. Although the uh, what is it the beard and beer market? <laughs> True. <laughs> the, the the beard and beer market is uh, real close to the in laws' house, so we pop in there from time to time. I like beard and beer market. Them and hops and hollers. I wish we had a place like hops and hollers. Down. Here. I've not been there. Yeah, um, I don't have no clue. I, for whatever reason, never spent much of any time in Knoxville. Yeah, Hops and Hollers has got like, um, I would compare it to maybe like, it's about like Leroy's, where they've got a bunch of taps and a, but it's a really small indoor space, but they've got a huge outdoor space, mm-hmm. unlike Leroy's, and it's like, it's on a hill, so they've got like little. Levels, Jerry. Levels. Terraces. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, you can kind of have your own space and then food trucks can pull in there. And yeah, it's a really neat little spot. And then beer and beer market's good. But I've not been to any breweries up there. I have not either. And and I think it's just a factor of usually when we're there, we're seeing family. So uh, we should probably make a, make a field trip up there. Yeah, it's one of those places that's like, too close to go for like a long weekend, but yeah. like too far to go for just a afternoon if you're wanting to sample some beers. <laughs> well, the much ballyhooed, but uh, oh. thing that hasn't come to fruition. We've got a uh, a trip to Huntsville that we've been talking about to check mm. out the breweries down there that we were we're talking about before COVID hit. So time to revisit that. What an unpleasant odor you found. Yeah, I don't like this. All I'm smelling is rubber. Yeah. And I know you're you're really sensitive to that, yeah. but yeah, but, I'm, not, I'm not getting the rubbery, but it's uh it's, yeah, it's stinky. Which yeah, this is not the previous beer. We poured a new one. This is a German style Pilsner. Uh Triberg. Or no, see, Bruden packaged by Living Waters Brewing in Nashville in collaboration with Dissolver. Dissolver's been doing good stuff. I don't know shit about Living Waters. But this is the Triberg German Pilsner. Well, they need to try, try again on that. Yeah, yeah, not a fan of this. All I taste is rubber. It is. Um, the flavor's kind of odd, too. It is. The It's... I can hold my nose and drink it. Like it's not the worst beer I've ever had. <laughs> you know, it, it, I think the taste is better than the, the aromas. I'm sorry. Uh, it just, it tastes to me like, and, know. and weirdly this is not a taste I've tasted in a while as we've been, you know, 
not getting together. Uh, but it tastes like a bad homebrew to me. Sort of. Like somebody's first effort. It's like and, sour. Uh, yeah. It's, and it's it's kind of underbittered. Yeah. Sorry. For, for, for a German pills. Sorry. I don't intentionally come on here to shit on beers, but mm. um, sometimes yeah. it happens. Yeah. You know, I'm, make better beer. As I'm fond of saying, <laughs> make better beer. Yeah. Yeah. That one is, uh, that one's got a little linger to it, too. I retract my statement. Sometimes you will make us mad with a German Pilsner. Yep. So let's try this other one. This is a German style ale from Ology Brewing. Good idea, German style ale from Ology Brewing in Tallahassee. Florida man made this. Ooh, it's a dark German yeah, ale. Yeah, that is uh, not what I was expecting. Same here, yeah. Yeah. Dark amber, almost brown. Almost on like porter territory. Almost. Yeah, that's it's what, it's yeah. like a um, a brown porter. You know, one, yeah. I almost picture that as being almost like a uh, like an English style. You know, mm -hmm. one, one of those uh, styles that you hear about that nobody really makes. I mean, if I think about it as, you know, a German ale, it's it's almost like an alt beer that's almost. Yeah. That's, yeah. Pushing into porter territory. Oh man, definitely got the the bitterness that that an alt would have. That's funny. It's not near as dark as I thought it. As I got the impression of just when it was sitting up against this table. It oh looked yeah, so much darker. But yep. that's actually not that dark. Almost reddish. Hmm. That you, yeah. but that one is is firmly bitter. Oh yeah. I appreciate the the fact that they didn't really try and pin it down. They just kind of said, "No, oh, it's a German something something drink." German style ale, and it, it and it is you know like yeast wise is much cleaner mm -hmm. than an English one would be. For it's sure. not really you know estery or fruity or anything. Mm -mm. No, that's not bad at all. Don't mind that. It reminds me a, a bit of a Hutton and Smith beer, but I can't remember which Hutton beer. Probably it's alt, beer. Maybe they're alt, yeah. Yeah. On, on site. I'm getting that, you know, that mouthfeel from like the roasty though. Like there's definitely yeah. a good chunk of roast malt in there. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, a little caramelly without being too sweet. Oh, yeah. I don't, it's This thing's bone dry. And it almost reminds me of um, of their dry stout. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's not mm. that roasty, but it's it's approaching that. Yeah, it. I mean, if I didn't see this, I would have said porter all day long. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever whatever roast malt they did use went uh, went a long ways for them. That's for sure. Tallahassee. Hmm. That's not bad at all. What do you think about it, Tanner? I like it quite a bit, and it, it kind of surprised me as a beer to, I don't know, I just don't feel like I see a lot of beers like that come out of Florida. Most everything yeah, coming out of Florida beer. is like beach stuff. Yeah. So, like, the fact that they brew something a little heftier. Beach beer or fruity. Me. Yeah. Yep. Can you give me a spinny. I want to look at the can. 
But yeah, it must be that alt beer. Um, or it could be that, like he said, it there yeah. are some notes of that dry stout in there too. I think. See that, and I like this where it's like this is a five percent beer. Mm-hmm. You know, this is you know everybody th- thinks about oh, it's you know light beers in summer, dark beers in winter, and this is where I always say like, man, I'll drink a Guinness in summer day time all mm-hmm. day long. Yep. This is right up the same alley. This is a five percent mm-hmm. beer. It's this dry. One- it's it's refreshing. This would be an awesome beer with pretty much anything that you could throw on the grill. Yeah. I was just thinking that, like a good brat. Yeah, yeah. Some some scorched, you know, peppers and onions. Yeah. But you could drink this on a screaming hot day. Yes. And it would still be refreshing. Yes. You know, whereas I and, can see, and, you know, I may not want a Russian imperial stout in the middle of summer. You know, something like that. But like, dude, this is a drinkable beer. And I bet as this one warmed up, you know, as it gets above cold. It would still be a, a mm. tasty beer, mm-hmm. whereas some of those, you know, some of those lighter, you know, summer beers. Once they, yeah, you go off to hit the hit the bathroom or something, you come back and it's kind of lukewarm, and it's like, yeah, just get another mm-hmm. one. Everything everything smells like a Heineken at that point. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's a Heineken or not, it all smells like it. Yeah, that one's a. Uh, as much as the previous was a loser. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. a winner. Yeah, that one's a winner for sure. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this one. I've never even heard of this brewery. Ology? Yeah, we've been getting a good bit of stuff of theirs uh, at Riverside. All right. But I don't... Yeah, they... I don't know. It seems like at the start of the year, Riverside. I don't know who stepped up, if it was TriStar or who, but... Well, speak... Okay, so speaking of just pandemic stuff, mm-hmm. like, I have not been out and about as much, obviously. Yeah. And I came, <laughs> I came off uh, Tuesday when I was flying around town in the awful, awful rain, and I hopped off at that um, access road to go to Ottawa. Yeah. Last time I drove down there, that Cherokee distributor was like, still had the sign up said Cherokee distributing coming soon. Motherfucker is up. <laughs> Wait, where at? So it's right off of like right before you get to exit eleven. For Ottawa, it's the exit before that. Ah, right? yeah, like yeah. You get off to go to Volkswagen. Yeah, that. yeah. What's a preservation drive or whatever? Yeah, it is. yeah. Yeah, they've got their big facility. I, I don't know if it's like up and running, but like last time I looked, that place was dirt, and it's a building now. Well, I, you know, and kind of along those lines, I don't have a feel for anywhere around town now, like restaurants, breweries, tap rooms, anything, because we just haven't been going. Yeah. Um. Well, I realized the other week because I've started venturing back out trying to because I had like a good little system for this podcast set up where it's like I would go to a tasting and boom, I've got a podcast guest. And then I've also like gone out and had a burger and some beers or, you know, whatever. And I realized the other night going out that I'm basically going to have to rebuild all of that. Yes. It's like any any of the places that like, oh, th- this place is my favorite. Yeah. Or eh, that place, not so much. It's kind of a blank slate. I'm not I'm not certain about. Well, there are a few places that I'm certain about. Uh, but for the most part, you know, as as a, a local who, you know, likes to do local things mm-hmm. at local places, it's like. I don't know if they're still good, you know, are they mediocre? Are they great? Even places that maybe you weren't, you know, your favorite before, Mm -hmm. check them out again. 
one new places have opened some, unfortunately some places have closed some for the better. Um, and like a lot, there's been a lot of staff turnovers, yeah. not just because of the pandemic, but like, I know my favorite bartender recently yeah. left Barley and went over to, to Black, Black Cat. Cat yeah. So I'll be going to Black we, Cat more. We are super excited to have yeah. them over on our side of town. We were there last Friday and, uh, I want them to be busier, but it was also, it was like super chill. Mm -hmm. It was super quiet. We got to chat with Elise uh, and it was kind of like, you know, like the good old days when, when Hutton would open at noon and you get in there at noon on a mm -hmm. Friday and there would be, you know, some staff and just a couple other people super laid mm -hmm. back. Um, I enjoy that, but uh, I hope next time I go that they're packed. Yeah. They, I went over there for the first time, which we met up, uh, Brian and I, for their car smashing thing. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I had not been over there yet. It's it's a nice space and she's working on that space adjacent mm -hmm. to it. So uh, I think she's talking about doing some live music and stuff. So it'll be good. Yeah. But yeah, so their different coin op shut down. Yeah, I hated that. Which I knew him a little bit. The guy that owned coin op, not super well or anything. Um, definitely, he seemed like a pretty grouchy person. Uh, he was never grouchy towards me. He was very nice to me, but just his general demeanor, he seemed a little bit of a grumble and life will do that too. He, he survived COVID and then right at the, he was just tired of it. Yeah. yeah. He was just it, sick of it. It sounded like he just, you know, decided that that was not the thing for him to do anymore, yeah. which, you know, is neither here nor there. I'm glad that he was, that it was not a financial thing that, that forced him out. But also, I'm a big fan of free Tetris and tall narrow yeah, hands at cans. I was going to say, I wish somebody could have, you know, just taken over and left that concept. And, I, and I'm sure Bitter Alibi, whatever they do in there, will be, you know, it'll be fine. It'll, um, it'll probably be to more people's tastes than mine, but fuck those people. That yeah. coin op was to my taste. And, yeah, I yeah. love coin op. That whole little strip, it was like perfectly balanced. Yes. Of just activities. And it's kind of lost a little bit of luster there, but we're... I, I think there's always there's a perpetual danger of losing those cool little places like that mm -hmm. because you know they're they're probably not making a ton of money you know it's like like JJ's you know yeah. God bless them you, you they're not going to make as much money as a Chick Fil A is that's mm -hmm. just that's just the way it works but we need those sort of places yeah no it uh it's weird like I mean like I what started us on this was me just having to start over building my network because like. Managers are different at places. Beer reps are different. Yeah. Uh, some places just don't exist. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's just a whole thing of me like trying to like. Some people aren't even in the beer industry. Well, anymore. And, and like we, you know, uh, the Barley Mob, we met virtually for basically for a year. Yeah. Uh, and we just recently started meeting in person again, mostly outdoor places. Uh, you know, until everybody's fully vaccinated. But I'm, you know lining meetings up and realizing that I don't know any of these people anymore. They don't know me. Yeah. Um, we had had our uh, last one at uh, Chattanooga Brewing and uh, in the beer garden out there, uh, it was great. They were glad to have us. We were glad to be there and uh, thanks to them. And we don't know where it's going to be next month, but you know, we'll, we'll figure that out pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. It's just an opportunity to meet new folks. There and, you go. Mm -hmm. You know, chances are if they land in the beer industry, they're, Probably probably going to be a okay by me. Yep. Well, we've had a ton of people move here. Yeah. Yes. All this, a uh, ton of people. 
you know, Reddit. Yeah. Moving to chat. <laughs> Moving to chat. What do I do? Stay home. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's great that we're the place that people want to want to live. I'm I'm afraid that we're going to get to be that place where the people that live here can't afford to live here anymore. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm glad I bought my house already. I don't know that uh, we bought our house 11 years ago. And if we had to do it again now, I don't know that we'd be able to swing it. Mm -hmm. Same. Yeah. I bought mine about 15 years ago. And like, you know, everything being equal, if I was in the same financial position now as I was mm -hmm. then, I wouldn't be buying a house. Yeah. No chance. Well, and I've wondered too, like I had a bunch of friends during this pandemic buy houses, which I get it. You all are all of a sudden have a ton of just liquid money coming in at the start there. Like everybody was on unemployment, whether they needed yep. it or well, not. Interest rates are stupid, stupid low. Yeah. Low. And so they've gone, like, up, they've gone up and they're still stupid. My, low. Like I was doing pretty good shooting, like doing some drone stuff and photography and stuff for real estate that bottomed out. It's because there's nothing to sell. Well, there is stuff to sell, sell, but they, they don't, don't need me to exactly. sell it. They don't. Oh need yeah. Yeah. Shot. Yeah. They don't, they don't need an, another line item. Yeah. You know, they're they're the selling the houses without me. So what, what the fuck do they need fancy pictures for when they're, you know, when it slows down and they realize like, well, I can't move these houses, then I'll get calls. But uh, as long as they're selling houses, like real estate photographer, you'd think it would be the opposite, but yeah, I'm, if they don't need me to sell a house, they're not going to pay for no, it. No. And, uh, and generally it's the real estate agent themselves paying for the photos. And, um, but yeah, I had a ton of friends buy houses through all this. And it really makes me wonder if here in like, just because I know that a good portion of the down payments and all that was built off of stimulus checks and unemployment. Well, well that's what, that's what the stimulus was for. Yeah. You know, so, well, I'm, I'm not as concerned about the stimulus, but the unemployment people had coming in is, which is a good thing that needed to happen, but buying a house based on that and getting loans based on that, I feel like is going to throw off those numbers. So it makes me wonder if in like eight years, we're going to see another housing crisis like we did in 2008. Oh, oh it isn't going to be eight years. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, well, and, and it's a vicious cycle. If it does happen, there's going to be a lot of people that that bought at the top of the market. That, and that means your boy's getting a house. That then. took a bath. We, <laughs> yeah. uh, so when we bought our house, so the 2008, you know, implosion, um, we sold our house in 2009, you know, kind of when things were still at the bottom, but starting to come back up. So it's like, we didn't sell our house for as much as we would have otherwise, but we didn't pay as much for the new house as we would have otherwise. So, you know, it worked out, but the people that, that bought in, what was it? 2000, you know, six. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's exactly when I bought my house. <laughs> well, and it was still dirt cheap, mm. but it was the house I bought. You know, yeah. that was part of it was, but, but don't again, get, you don't know, get suckered in by that, certain things, that whole derivatives market. And, you know, it was artificial and that they were doing a lot of the loans that they didn't verify. It's like, just tell me how much you make and I'll take your word for it. Mm -hmm. and, we'll oh. give, and we'll write you a loan. Oh yeah. That again, buying a house in 06, like I remember my broker was, you know, she's like, oh, well, you know, you're qualified for X amount of money. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to spend like a third of that. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> you say that I am, but I, uh, I I pay my bills every month and no, I'm not. Yeah. Like hard pass on, you know, buying three times the 
house I can afford. Do you see that one? Oh. From Crafty Bastard Brewery. Yeah, I figured best to save the sour for last. Yeah. This is an Earl Grey Tea Pale Ale. I think I've had this one from them, and uh, it's good. I like this. Yeah, it's definitely got the tea. It's got the tea. You, you it, know, you can feel it in your teeth. <laughs> if, if you say that it's got tea in it, make it taste like that. Yep. It's just got a really interesting aroma. It's kind of... Uh, this is not the one that I previously had, but this is good. It's Yeah, because it's like fruity, but... It's a little flowery. Yeah. Yeah, I and had I, another uh, Earl Grey from them one time when I was up there. And it definitely wasn't this because the tea was like very kick you in the face. Mm -hmm. But I, I seem to remember it being more full bodied than this. And and this is yeah, a, this is a pale. This is, yeah. A, yeah, you know, and this is a gluten reduced beer. Oh, how about that? So there you go. I wonder, I wonder if that's just part of their process. I don't know that much about them. I wonder if they just use like that. Uh, Clarity Firm or whatever is just yeah, part of their process. I don't know. And they've got a pretty small outfit, too, unless they've expanded since I've been up there. Located in the 4th and Gill neighborhood of downtown Knoxville, Crafty Basher Brewer creates both traditional and mischievous beers, carefully crafted with locally sourced ingredients, mad science, and a flair for the dramatic. I enjoy that. That's that's nice. I'm not a tea drinker. It's like, be mm. coffee or be nothing. Yeah. But... uh I can can definitely pick up the tea on the tea in that, and it's it's mm. nice. Yes, thank you, Emily, for providing this for us. Oh yeah, this is nice. Yeah, but it's that afterwards where it's like, oh yeah, that's a tea, that's tea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like drinking a red wine or something. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely got that tannic, uh, just slightly astringent thing. So we got a beer festival coming up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. So the Chattanooga Beer Fest 2021 uh, presented by Deschutes. Uh, it's going to be at the Pavilion on May 29th, noon to 3 p.m. And uh, the Chattanooga Market people are putting that on. Mm -hmm. Barley Mob is going to be there. We're going to have at least 12 beers on tap, uh, possibly the uh, barrel-aged barley wine. And uh, it's going to be a limited ticketed event, a uh, thousand tickets, uh, 45 bucks will get you in the door. That should be a great time. I'm excited about it because, uh, well, I'd message Bender about this glass half full, glass half empty thing is they seem pretty poor on the correspondence. I can't find an email. Uh, they effectively do nothing on social media. So I've not been able to reach out to them in any way to be like, hey, do you want brew chat to be a part of this glass half full though? I'm kind of like, yeah, I'll just buy a ticket and enjoy it. That sounds fun. You to go, go be a civilian. Yeah. And I'm pretty excited about that. Actually. I think through the pandemic and not having to like constantly just run and Hustle. run. I think, uh, yeah, I pretty much decided like, yeah, covering uh festivals like I had been doing those days are probably over. <laughs> I got a book I'll share. I'll share with you <laughs> called uh, Essentialism. Okay, it's like it's like do less. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan, and of that. it's yeah. uh, I'm, I'm working through it, but and it's like totally contrary to my nature mm. because I'm one of those people that likes to you know even if I don't do it at a super high level, it's mm. like I enjoy being able to do a lot of different things, mm -hmm. and this is like totally counter to to my nature. But it's like oh. 
Yeah. And you can take certain things from yeah. it. Yeah. Not, yeah. you know, not have to completely revamp your life. True. Well, like a uh, an example of this I'll put forth, I think is what you're getting at here that I recently experienced is I rented a rug steamer. Yeah, you should there. You should have waited. Uh, why should I wait? And <laughs> we'll get into it later. <laughs> um, well, I rented it. It was $36 for me to rent it for 24 hours. Did everything I needed to do. Clean my carpets. And the whole time while I was doing it, I remember my mom owns a rug steamer. It's a big device. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, I was like, why would you ever own one of these? Like. You have pets. Yeah, but I mean, I've got a a pet and like my carpets were nasty, but like it's it's just such a it's an expensive device. I had a pet that had severe uh, separation anxiety. Okay, so you own one. And I used it often. Yeah. In the early days that I had like once a week or. Oh, no. Like twice a day. Okay, so that I could see that I could see Um, that rotten dog would look at me and piss on the carpet. Just stare at me Fair just, enough, just yeah. to be a dick. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then well, I got I, his balls cut off. And I rest my case. Though. Quit doing yeah. that. But I still have the carpet cleaner from that. Mm. So that's why somebody would own one. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. But yeah, I was thinking, I was like, who is steaming their carpets more than like once a year? Like. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. and, and I have a small one. It's more well, for and, spots. And you cleaning, have to look but, too on things like that. It's like, oh, I'm going to. I'm going to pressure wash the deck. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, there's like your whole Saturday. Yeah. You know, that was, that took me all day to do that. And, and you go, you know, at, at what cost? You yeah. Know, if I had to pay somebody to do this, what would it have cost? And what could I have done with my time? Yeah. You know, for me not doing that, maybe you enjoy pressure washing the deck. You know, some people like to just do, you know, cutting the grass, mindless things. Mm-hmm. And that's your, you know, you can zone out, you can move around, get a little exercise and do whatever. But, you know, if that's not the case, you know, really think about, you know, t- time is finite. Mm-hmm. So, you know, h- how are you going to spend it? And that, that equation is different for everybody. Yeah. God, just so deep. Yeah. But, you know, we are having a beer festival. Let's get back to that. Yeah, beer festival. I'm excited That's about it. That's way more my speed. Yeah. Uh, who's putting it on? Is it? Uh, it's a, it's the Chattanooga Market, folks. Yeah. Okay. With, with uh, Deschutes being the, the presenting brewery. Which is TriStar? I don't know. Who they're, I don't know. I mean, no. they're out of Oregon. I don't know who. Yeah, I don't know who brings them here, but whatever. I'm excited. Are they no, doing? Are they too. doing like mandatory vaccines or anything? Or uh, I think the idea is they're limiting tickets, and that space is so big mm-hmm. that who and you know it's it's the pavilion, so it's covered, but it's outdoors. But I mean, a thousand tickets—that's what Chattabruga, Chattabruga. I don't think even ever effectively sold. Well, Chattanooga Craft Beer Festival slash Chattabruga, they would generally have a a thousand to fifteen hundred tickets, but I think on average they would sell about eight hundred. Except this last year, they only had like four hundred or something. But and and they, you know, they didn't use all of that space. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's yeah. what I was going to say. They didn't use. But people space. were still very crowded. I mean, that people are going to be crowded together. Yeah, I mean. yeah. <laughs> especially at the beer festival. They can be crowded in their little areas. Yeah, I'm, I can, you know, yeah, walk behind in the 
super special IPOR beer section. So yeah. whatever, that's their problem. Yeah, uh, we we have a, a slight surplus of Russian Imperial Stout uh, barrel aged uh, in bottles that might uh, might pop out there at the festival. So if, if uh, that's your jam, uh, come give us the high sign, give us a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Where's the good stuff? And, and maybe sh- a- and that should be your jam. It, yes, because it's good. If, if if one is going to have a jam, that should be it. Because it is exemplary. I love that beer so much. And I'm excited. Well, I was talking to uh, to try this one to Joel at, at Hutton and Smith, and we were kind of talking about uh, about that. And his opinion was that the uh, <clears throat> the barley wine had a had an edge just as far as extended aging. And that and that the stouts, you know, kind of ta- tapered a little more over time. But we could do some some A B testing to either yeah prove or disprove that. Gladly, I will. I will gladly be a part of that committee. It's all for science. Ooh, that smells good. Mm, yeah, smell this good. is this is a. Uh, I don't know if it's a new brewery. Um, it's new to me. But yeah, very new to me. I had not heard of this until Tommy cracked out last week when I was down at Riverside. Uh, but we cracked out the plum one. And this is the Barrique Brewing and Blending. This is their King Cerise Sour Ale fermented with Abbey Yeast, local Tennessee grain, and Michigan tart cherries. Yep. It's very, um, it's very creaky. Mm-hmm. 6%, 6.8% ABV, bottled on 11 17 2020. Batch 64. You know, tremendous nose on that. I was just going to fuss and say, I wish it were a little drier. And then I kept my mouth shut and let it finish. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it actually finishes like nice and dry, like with a nice pucker. I I haven't even tasted it yet. I'm just sitting here smelling it. And it's, yeah, you got a little of that cherry, but it's definitely got some, you know, some barnyard, a little bit of funk to it, really fruity. Yeah, a lot of times on these, you know, it's it's kind of generic fruity and gets mm-hmm. mixed in with a sour, but like this thing is cherry all day long. Yeah. Just yeah. reeks of cherries. I'm surprised because I'm not a big cherry person, but I like this better than I like the plum one. I'm and not I generally really like the plum. I'm one. not generally a huge fan of cherries in beer. Like, like oh, are man, not necessarily my favorite, but this is nice. But you see what I mean, Scott? It's it's big enough, I think, that it like it feels pretty full-bodied, like it isn't gonna finish. Yeah. Then it finishes. Yeah. Man, it gets you right in the the back of mm-hmm. the throat there. Yeah. Clenches those jaw muscles. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty tart. Um but it's sweet up front. It's almost like that um that Duchess Flanders. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where it's kind of got that sweet. That, that one up is front. yeah, it's it like it doesn't finish dry though. It's like no, sweet that's what I'm throughout. Saying. That, but that's where when I first tasted it, that's what I had. It's like, oh, it's sweet like that. Oh, I wish it would finish drier. And then I, like I say, I just let it actually finish, and it's like, oh, that that's tremendous. I mean, I'll put that. Uh, I'll put that alongside, you know, really well done, true Belgian, mm-hmm. you know, sour beers yeah. that. Uh, that holds up to me. It's very Flanders. It's mm-hmm. got a lot of. Again, if it were a deeper color, you could trick me into thinking this was a. You know, if I was blindfolded, you could yeah. trick me into thinking this was a Flanders red. Easy. Mm. It's got a little bit of peppery spiciness mm. there on the finish. 
Yeah, this is the second out of three I've tried. And uh, the other one, the other two are plum. They're just different plum things. But one of my hat. Yeah. So two out of three so far that I've tried has been 10, 10. Like, that, that really good. Pucker, that sourness like builds too. Yeah. Which is unusual. Usually it's like you'll get it up front and it'll fade. And this one at first, it's like, oh, it's almost kind of sweet. Then it just builds as your as your sip finishes. This is a very unusual beer. That color, the color reminds me of peaches. Mm-hmm. And if I yeah, it's mostly cherry, but if but I could almost convince myself based on the color that it's kind of a peachy beer. Well, it's that, you know, golden sour. You know, maybe there is a little tinge of like pinkish reddish from the cherry. I don't know. This must be new. They're in Nashville. Yeah, like so. they're going yeah, on they my list. To be new. Yeah. Yeah, this is real good. Yeah, I guess it is just kind of pure yellow and gold. Anyway, good, good job, good job, Tanner. And you took care of us, except for that one awful one. Yeah, that was. Uh, well, I was trying to go with like classic styles, and so I saw German style, hey, and yeah, it still sucked. It's just important to know what not to drink, as is to know what yeah, to drink sometimes. Yeah. One, two, everything else I've had from Ology has been pretty good, but not that one. Mm. What was that? Were they those both ologies? Uh, or no, not ology. Ology was the German style ale. We, yeah, we liked one we that liked. one. It was the Triberg or whatever it is. Oh yeah, no, that was the one they from to, uh, Dissolver and the other one out of Nashville. That's I where think. they need to Triberg harder. <laughs> it's like something dissolved in there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's weird too. I put the blame on that other brewery. Is Dissolver's been doing good stuff? But I think they're the one, they're kind of like collective arts, I think, where they're a nomad brewery, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not a hundred percent. Yeah. Gypsy. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Yeah. It's not good. I just tasted it again to make sure mm. it's not good. That, yeah. Ah, it's good to be back. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's, it's good yeah. to be anywhere at this good point. Good to be back. Yeah. Sharing beers with my friends. Yeah. God, good Cheers. times. Man, I'm super stoked for that beer festival. I can't wait I to be hung over from that. <laughs> uh, know yourself. <laughs> it just, uh, I was actually pretty surprised to see um, Rhizome not try to do Chattabruga this year in some uh, capacity. Yeah. Early this year was just such a wild card. Yeah. You know, it's like the vaccine's coming. And like based on, you know, the the whole track record of this thing, it's like, yeah, you say it's coming. Is it coming? Is it mm-hmm. going to work? You know, how's that all going to pan out? Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is um, Bruce guys, you know, I'm sure those guys are going to be chomping at the bit. Yeah. Uh, the Rotary Club to do that. So, you know, will they wait until... They'll wait until this vaccine. That's their whole thing is fucking vaccines. But yeah, but will they wait until you know full on spring again? Mm. That's another year. Or the other thing um, that I think is going to be a factor is like you know in Chattanooga, like October, those October weekends, everything is going on. Yeah, you know it's like they've they got those Chattanooga October weekends are precious. Yeah, so like you know they got the you know head of the hooch. They got rowing. They've got all the stuff. Well, your uh, festival space is finite. 
you know, it's like there's only so many venues, there's only so many mm-hmm. places that you can do stuff. And, you know, October definitely, you know, is in that that realm of, okay, everything's full. If you mm-hmm. wanted to have something, you couldn't because there's not space for it. So it's like we're we're going to be limited on, you know, how things open up just mm-hmm. based on, you know, space availability. Well, and, uh, you know, last October I did that virtual Oktoberfest with the Houston Museum. Yeah. One of the whole reasons they had me do that was because uh, prior to pandemic, they were kicking around the idea of, I, I didn't know this, maybe you guys will remember this, but they used to have an Oktoberfest in the art district up there. There's so many Oktoberfests, like, it's hard to keep yeah. up with them. And that to me is the one that's like, Chattanooga's Oktoberfest should be in a place like that. Don't just send us down to the market. Like, ooh, you open the market an extra day. Ooh. And uh, like actually do a thing with it. And so evidently they were kicking around the idea of starting up Oktoberfest back up there in the art district. Hmm. And then Rona. They, they could totally do that. It's it like, would be awesome. The, you know, Oktoberfest at the market is going to be jam packed mm-hmm. and you could have another one somewhere else and it's not yeah. going to hurt anybody. No, I kind of really, I think it was the last one I was down there for, which I guess was 2019. But yeah, I just did not have fun at that 2019. Just, just my my Oktoberfest down there. You, the the bigger and busier something gets, probably the slightly less I'm going to enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, just didn't really enjoy it. Didn't enjoy the market the other weekend, and I think I'm over the yuppie flea market. I think I'm over it. And uh, if I need some tomatoes, I guess. But I'm very excited about this beer festival. Yeah, I have no specific world with the market. Look, if you don't want to go, don't go. I'm happy it's there. I just want more. What 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 did Yogi Berra say? Uh, Nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. (laughs) It's it's, it's definitely one of those things too that, like, even if I don't go, I'm glad it's there. Yes, absolutely. uh, You know, I mean, look, somebody needs a place to sell their uh, glass soap. Yeah, yeah, shards of glass soap. So, you know, good for them. And uh, I don't know. I, part of it is I don't live downtown either. So I might only pop down to it once or twice a year. And I don't know. I enjoy it. But it's, if they if they ban strollers, well, I'm not talking from maybe the just, market, just life. Maybe have a, it a, would be more a stroller section that would just be for stroller people. Yeah. Just have you, a pile of yeah. there where you take and put your stroller and then pour some gas no, on they, it. No, they could have light it. They can have a, a vendor section. They say, okay, now you can set up here, but you only get to sell to people with strollers. You're not going to get regular people here, just stroller people. And and some of them are going to be good with that. You know, the people that make like, you know, artisan, you know, baby butt soap or something. You yeah. set up there and they make a killing. Well, you know, we've changed so many things with, with you know, places with with uh, their drive-thrus and whatnot. Just, just do, uh, you know, dual sides of your booth. Have one one facing the parking lot out to out the market, let all the stroller traffic go that way. And then all that, all the pedestrian yeah. traffic be out on the inside of the pavilion, either get rid of the strollers or I'm going to buy my own stroller to there make a beer baby, an adult, an adult size stroller. And you can have some people push you around in it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I was thinking to store beer in, but I like that idea no, a little better. Yeah. You and the beer. I mean, yeah. it's adult size. There's room yeah. for everything. Yeah. I don't hate that idea. <laughs> Like some James Bond tire slashers that, you know, <laughs> come across on it too. Put some of those uh, Roman spikes. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. 
So if you have to compete with any other strollers, you can send them yeah. into, spinning into the ditch. I'm a, I'm excited to see stuff open back up though. It's like I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to figure everything out again, just like yeah, we had to figure things out, you know, going into the pandemic. It's like you know, how do we be normal again? Do do we want to be normal again like we used to be? Mm-hmm. You know what what even is that? Well, and uh, I mean the pandemic showed like a lot of stuff that could be happening, like work from home and stuff like that. But Bill Lee, I talk a lot of shit about old Bill Lee, our governor on the other podcast. As one should. But uh, I don't know if he signed it in yet, but he was going to sign it past the Senate, state Senate and Congress and whatnot. But he was going to sign it into, I don't know when it'll take effect, but yeah, to go alcohol sales are going to remain in Tennessee. Blind hog finds an acorn occasionally. But I mean, it, it they proved that it works that we can like responsibly yeah. do that. Yeah, uh, that that got us through the pandemic. Is Amigos Night and uh, two for one margaritas. Yeah, that's another part of that vibe I was talking about at the top of the episode. Was like, you know, you're drinking uh, like to go margaritas out of Capri Sun pouches. There's some, like I said, <laughs> you know, with with having. Sp- you know, personal space and the, you know, in the gas station, like well, I'm saying like, there's some positive yeah. things that could, could stay as far as I'm concerned. Like I have masks now when it's flu season and like, or even just like, Hey, I maybe I have a cold, but it's not so much to keep, to keep me from working, but like mm-hmm. I'll wear my mask. I'm not an asshole spreading around my cold to everybody. When I generally, um, I get a sinus infection Fall going to winter, winter going to spring every single year. And I've not had a sinus infection since the last main 24. Hmm. Because last year, we sp- winter to spring, we were locked up. And, you know, this past fall to winter, we were wearing masks. So I guess even just the culture, we have this culture of like, oh, you go to work even if you're sick and all that. It's mm-hmm. like, well, okay, no, great, great, be tough. But like, if you wear a mask, then. Yeah. The rest of us don't have to suffer for it. Yeah. And I think that if there's any good thing that's come from this is just like the, the opportunity to reevaluate things. It's like the uh, the number of things that you could spend your money on during you know, this thing. It's like my income took a big time hit. But like, fortunately, you know, we we're very fortunate in it. Like, OK, we're you know, we're making it all right. Mm-hmm. But then you can go, okay, there are all these things that we normally do that we spend money on that we weren't doing that. So now you can look at it and say, you know, I can spend the money on that or not, but I can think about whether it's worthwhile or not. You know, is, is that is that a good, you know, a good use of our money? And, you know, now things are opening back up and people are, you know, excited to do things. But if you can, you know, personally, if we could kind of look at it in the lens of, you know. Yeah. Let, let's be, let's be wise about the things that we're choosing to to do and spend resources on and that sort of thing. Well, and like at least me personally, I feel like almost a completely different fucking person because it allowed me and and I'm a dumb dumb. So I know there's other people that got way more out of it than I did. <laughs> But like looking at it and it allowed me to slow down enough to like just think about things like for lack of a better way to put it in a more adult way, I guess, of like, oh, I'm a slight prepper now. Like I've got 
stuff stocked up where if something happens like oh, another wait. pandemic or the power goes out or there's a storm or anything like that, I'm prepared for that. We, we did that. Uh, it was before the Easter tornadoes, but whatever the last round of tornadoes, mm. you know, and if you go down that rabbit hole, there are some nut jobs out there. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, yeah. But I but I looked at it in terms of what if it's like, you know, I have hobbies. So if we don't have power, that's not an issue. Yeah. If we don't have water. That's not an issue. But I looked at it in terms of what if we had to leave mm-hmm. and couldn't come back, you know, just me and the wife, but mm-hmm. pets. Yeah. It's like, what if we all had to go? Well, then plan toward that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if it does happen, it's not going to be fun, but you know, so two, two Rubbermaid tubs full of stuff. And, uh, yeah. And I I feel good about that. Yeah. That's about where I got is like, I'm not planning to hunker down in this apartment building. Um, to be honest, if shit goes to shit, I want to be as far away from every other person as I can possibly be. But yeah, it's the idea of like, I want enough to be able to survive long enough to get away and, you know, I'm good. But I wasn't thinking like that before the pandemic at all. Yeah, because it's not like, going to happen. I'd be lucky if I had like a can of beans in there. Yep. And now I've got like, especially thanks to granny, like Jesus, she ate the chili. Yeah. Sorry about your granny. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, we were, we've been cleaning out her house and she upped my stock from beyond the grave that woman ate canned chili jesus <laughs> well see now my plan is just to come head over to one of your guys' house if come on during the that's time. good i'll give you a can of chili and a gun and the, we'll uh the time of trouble i just go into I, the apocalypse i don't need to prepare i just need to have friends who do there you go well that's that's like the the thing that i find an- antithetical about most of these prepper guys it's like you know we, we got ready so you know if you ain't ready you just ain't gonna make it i'm yeah. like Take care of your damn people. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got friends, if you got family, if you got neighbors, take care of each other. Damn it! See, th- those guys are the ones I don't get. I'm not there yet, <laughs> but like, <laughs> it's that whole. Th- there's a whole segment, and the, yeah, this is probably yeah you know, more for for the other show <laughs> than this one. But that whole um, rights versus responsibility thing and i i hope that i fall like kind of right in the middle of that Mm. but you know the people that are yeah all about my rights don't want any of the responsibility or or don't Mm. think that they have it or or whatever but yeah you it's true that you you can't take care of anybody else if you can't take care of yourself but Mm. just take care of yourself and then go take care of everybody that you can too yeah just help one person. Don't be a shit. Yeah, just help one person. Be helpful. That's my new tagline on the other show. It's just be fucking helpful. But that's something lots of people could stand to hear. Yeah. Yeah. That's it just came to me one day, like on the episode. And I was like, no, that's pretty fucking good. And people should just help one person. Hmm? Like I say help don't hinder. Yeah. But I don't know. This has been a year, though. It's, what was crazy is I went to a Vax party. Not even a party. It was just like a little grill out thing. But it was, everybody there was vaxxed. We didn't. There was no mention of Corona. It was 100% like normal. Honestly, I think that's going to be one of the longest lasting things because like that's literally all I've had to talk about for yeah. the last year. Yeah. Just pre-corona, you know, we all were out, all out doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So then when you talk to your family or your friends 
you'd talk about the stuff you'd been out doing. And then we stopped doing things. And so it's like, every time I talked to people, it was just like, all you had to talk about was like, what, you know, what, what the new Corona coronavirus numbers were or politics or something like think, that. Like there was nothing yeah. in your life to talk about. Well, like I said, there, there was literally, yeah, there, like you said, there was nothing going on in the early days of the pandemic. I would get up every day and turn on fucking CBS oh, covering yeah. just, Andrew Cuomo. Just, just like doom. I was going to church. Yeah, just doom scroll, man. Yeah. Well, I think everybody's, you know, lives and experiences really compressed. Yeah. During that, everybody just kind of, contracted into mm -hmm. you know whatever their their basic daily existence was but i have to get like i've got to figure out a way to get out of that habit of like that that's just all i talk about now is yeah i think it'll that. happen i didn't even notice that that was like where we were at really i it was just kind of like well i noticed it like when it was there it, like, i never i never thought it would linger though i was like, just I like well there's nothing to, else going on i remember talking to a couple of people and just being like yeah i literally have nothing new to talk yeah. to you about because i haven't done anything yeah so we can bitch about you know the doom scrolling or the you know just the fact that dum dums you know want to go to disney world and mm. not wear a mask or whatever but like there's nothing else to talk about i haven't done shit yeah, that's that's why that little get together, there was maybe 10 people there all vaccinated and it, there wasn't like a rule like we're not allowed to talk about COVID. Yeah. We just didn't. But just Nobody saying, brought like, it up. It was normal crazy. for me right now because I'm used to talking yeah. about COVID. So maybe it will. It'll be like that little get together it, and it just will stop. Eventually, it'll be like, oh, it's not a thing it, anymore. It, it'll okay. be gradual. And at some yeah. point we're going to we're going to be somewhere and we'll go. Hey, nobody remember Corona. Remember 2020? Remember man? that? Yeah. Yeah, it was a dude. I was drinking was that, forty was beers Chris, a day. Was that Chris Farley? Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, coronavirus. You remember that? Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird to think that. too. I've come out on the other side of it. I've got investments now. Oh yeah. I started playing the stock market a little bit. Uh, this is all Dogecoin. I've got a little <laughs> bit of Doge. I've got. Uh, I'm invested in some vaccines. Yeah. Uh, nice. I've got some AMC. I've got a little uh, Nissan. American Motors Company. No, I, I've kept it pretty simple with just shit I know and like can kind of like I follow anyway. Um, didn't invest in AMC because of all the bullshit that was happening with GameStop. I just the, invest in it because I firmly believe. Yeah, nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. It was just purely movie theaters are going to bounce the fuck back and I'm going to sell. And they're cheap. Yeah, they're dirt cheap yeah. right now, and I'm going to sell them when they bounce back. May not make a ton of money, but. Watch those capital gains. <laughs> yeah. You'll be you'll be looking for something to roll that into, some tax haven somewhere. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, this is where I'm very happy to have an accountant for a mom. Oh, there you go. A high level, like, she should probably be working for a cartel. <laughs> like, she is that's, great at her job. That's a short game there. <laughs> I mean, if I've seen... Uh, Ozark. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just been a hell of a year. It's weird that it's coming. It's just weird to me that it's coming to an end. Yeah. I mean, we're not out the other side, but yeah, we're closer the, to the other side yeah. than we were the, the first light, side. The light sure is a lot brighter. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird too, because like our brains are like triggered for trauma response now. So it's like, the world's opening back up and I can see it in other people. Some people are like, but we go back outside, but 
I'm supposed to just sit at home. Like, well, it's it's like, yeah, it's yeah, weird. it's it's like, uh, you know, sitting at home is is doing the right thing, mm-hmm. you know, and and now you're like you're going against that. You're mm-hmm. like that thing that I wasn't supposed to do. Now I can do that. So when I do it, it feels transgressive. Yeah, it's just bizarre times. Yeah, I mean, like I'm starting to plan, you know, like weekend trip and stuff like that, which I never would have. I mean, I was a long ways even even in January of thinking about that, letting myself hope that that could be a thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we had trips from last year that we said, oh, we'll postpone them a year. And and especially January just seemed bleak for a while there. And, uh, you know, I basically said, I'm not going to plan it. I can't let myself be Mm -hmm. optimistic that we're going to do this and then be disappointed again. Yeah. Are you any better off by, you know, planning something? And having having it to look forward to, but then having you know no, knowing that you're probably going to have to reschedule and then have yeah. the disappointment. Yeah, so it was actually like you know things turned around there. You know, within a couple months, you know, supply started getting better, and it's like okay. And I mean, you know, that's a short time from January to now. You know, four months, and now I'm like, yeah, I'm like go someplace and do it responsibly and safely, and oh, weird. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing what can uh, be done when your president's not just tweeting all day. Yeah, imagine that. I'm not saying we've got a competent guy now, but I'm just you know, excited that, just like I say, happening. things look a lot better than they did then. Yeah, and uh, I'm excited to, uh, dude. I'm excited to get out of town. Yeah, I I, so, I went to Savannah last summer. It's kind of like a last minute thing. Uh, we we went in the fall. Yeah, and one of the reasons I went was because knowing that Savannah is kind of a party town, I was like, okay, it's gonna be dead. Because already I didn't like crowds before Corona, so I was like, no. And it was a great time to go to Savannah. I, there was like tumbleweeds blowing through the streets. I was impressed. So we went in September and. The impression that I got was they said, okay, we can either be closed or we can try to do this as close to the right way Mm -hmm. as we can do it and be sort of open. Mm -hmm. And it was that. It's like everywhere we went was either, yeah, they were limiting the number of people in the door or it was sidewalk dining or whatever. And the only reason we went, it was like, you know, 15th anniversary. So, you know, we felt like we needed to do something, mm. quote unquote, needed. But we still, yeah, I still felt kind of guilty about it. But everybody was doing a, a good enough job that it felt safe what we yeah. were doing. That was so, about how it was when I went down there. And I just got a good deal on an Airbnb and was like, if I just go down and sit in the Airbnb on the porch and read, yeah, I'm at least so, like, so, you know, sometimes doing nothing away from home yeah. is uh, is therapeutic like that. But yeah, so that was my plan is to go down there. And worst case scenario, I go to Tybee and sit on the beach with no one else around or I sit on the porch at this Airbnb I got for cheap. And we went down there and yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised Savannah was very caring about it. Like they yeah. gave a fuck. I did not get to have uh, fish and grits for breakfast because mm. the fish and grits place was, was closed. So I'm, I'm bitter about that, but we can, we can revisit. Yeah. If you go back down there, a restaurant I ate at, cause I decided I met a lady that was the bartender there and she was like, you should come by for dinner. And, uh, I was like, well, fuck it. I'll go splurge on a nice dinner. 
I think it was called the Gator Tail or the Alligator yeah. Tail. Yeah, we yeah. didn't go there, but we saw it. Yeah, yeah. Check that place out. It it's like it reminds me of an old speakeasy, like the way yeah. it's in the basement and it's got like it's kind of like the uh Star Wars Cantina too, where the booths are like back in holes in the wall and there's like stucco around it and there's like arches and stuff. It was pretty neat. Really good food. Really good food. Yeah, I'm ready to go just about anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Because I didn't go to Savannah last year. I didn't go anywhere. Yeah. So I love my house. I'm tired of staring at it. <laughs> you had a yard, though. I do have a yard. Yeah, which I was so jealous last year. I told year. you you could come use my yard. You just... The, the problem The problem with that I is I wouldn't to, come out and talk to you. You yeah, could just use yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> to properly use the yard, it's like, you know, you don't want to go somewhere. And it's like, ah, you have some beers and everything. I still got to get home. Yeah. Yeah. You could have you could put up a tent, slept in the backyard, <laughs> been fine. I did go camping last year and apparently everyone else did too. Oh, yes. <laughs> so so our Savannah trip, we were going to uh we were going to paddle kayaks over to Cumberland Island, mm. uh, just off the Georgia coast down there. And we figured that's safe, you know, because it's like <clears throat> there's nobody on the island. And so we got down there the Saturday we were supposed to leave. Uh, the winds were gusting to like 25 miles an hour. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want us to die. So we ended up just driving up the coast a little bit and went to this campground on uh, Jekyll Island. Mm. And like all the snowbirds were there with their big RVs and their satellite dishes and everything. <laughs> and it was it was just it was it was a sociological, you know, Marvel mm -hmm. is what it was because it was like people like us that just wanted to get away and people from wherever that like kind of live down there half the year, that Wi-Fi at the campsite. <laughs> it was strange. Yeah. I went down, I've got a spot, uh, in Teleco Plains. I can't even tell you what city it's in. It's like that out there. And that's my spot where if I'm wanting to get away from people and not be bothered, I'll go to that one. And it's like right on a creek. You can trout fish and stuff. And so went there with a buddy because we were thinking it's like a, a 45 minute. Hey, it's a two and a half hour drive to get to the gravel road. Mm -hmm. Then you get to the gravel road and it's a 45 minute trek on this gravel road to the campsite. I think we've so, all got a spot like that and somewhere. Yeah. And it's, we should. it's in there and the gravel roads not well maintained. Mm -hmm. So there's potholes and all this. So I was like, first of all, not many people can get down in there. Secondly, they don't know about it because I, I just kind of stumbled upon this place. No, it was packed. We got the last campsite when we were there, the last available. It You would have thought Burning Man or something was going on. We went, uh, I think it was Foster Falls. Yeah. Uh, and this was like during the lockdown. And I thought, okay, are they open? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they were. So I thought we can go hike. You know, that's safe. And mostly it was, but like to get down to the falls, there's one way in and mm -hmm. one way out. And we got down there and there were 46 people down there. Yep. And you just couldn't get down that side trail without you know, running into people. Mm -hmm. And that and, side trail's tight. Yeah, yeah. So we were like, you know, trying to step off and everything. We're like, no, nah, we're getting out of here. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'll give it to people. It's like, that's a good thought, mm -hmm. you know. Enjoy the outdoors. That's safe. That's what we thought. But 
Well, one of my creek spots here locally got blown up last year. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've, I've been going there for nearly 20 years since I was a kid. And when I started going as a kid, nobody was there. And then as I got older, occasionally you'd see more people up in there. But it kind of, up until 2019, you would see people in there. And it was kind of this like, you know this spot, like yeah. respect. Where now it's gotten completely blown out. Anytime you're there, it's 20 to 30 people. Yep. Like, and there's, there's plenty of room, but it's just, I don't like it because I go in there and I respect the place. I carry out my trash and all that. And As one I, should. Everybody else doesn't do that. Yeah. So. It's like last time I was at Bowwater, it's like, oh, I'm glad I brought this backpack so I can fill it up full of other people's trash yeah. on the hike out. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And that place, you know, 20 years ago was not pristine, but God. Hell of a lot better than it is yeah. now. It's last time I was gonna say last time I was there, it was a dump. You can't even hardly go to Suck Creek anymore yeah. because of all the glass. Well, like, that, that's probably your side window. Yeah. Yeah. Is is the glass. Yeah. yeah. I had somebody, uh, a friend of mine had his car hood stolen. Okay. That's aggressive. Yeah. It was a uh Subaru, and he was like, Yeah, I know Subarus are expensive, but damn. Like whatever, but you guys about ready to wrap this up here? Yeah, man. I think we've hit our time. Yeah. Had a lot of fun. I'm glad you guys joined me. Yeah, for the. Great. I look at this as kicking off like we're there. Yeah. This is kicking it off of like we're able to. We're 75% back to the real world. Well, think about it. We were sitting at this table a little over a year, you know, was yeah. it last March. Yeah. Kind of like right before the wave hit. You guys were the last uh, episode we did as far as like a normal episode. Yeah. Of, For a long time. And I guess good, that may be why I'm looking at this is like, no, yeah. we're back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you guys were the last, like officially the last like regular episode before we had to start taking into account. Yeah. Start doing remotes shit. and all yeah. that shit. So, so, but yeah, it does feel, uh, Feel good to actually, yeah. actually be sitting face to face in yeah in each other's presence, fellowshipping. Yeah. I'm yeah. happy to happy to be back doing that for yeah. sure. Super fun time. As thank you guys for coming to join me. Absolutely, thank you. And uh, yeah, like I said at the top, get on down to Riverside Wine and Spirits Merchants on Main. Go check out our new store at brewchat.com/store. Like, link, subscribe, and we'll see you guys next time. This has been episode two eighty nine.